Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Hey, welcome to the episode of This Life with Dr. Bob Forrest. Uh, we are going to be joined in just a moment by the great Tom Sizemore. Uh, he'll be with us by Skype, and uh, we've had a little bit of technical issues getting him uh, on board here, so that's kind of what we're working on right now. Bob's sitting over there working on the Skype, and uh, and we know Tom well. Tom and I, Bob and I go back over 10 years together, and uh, he eventually did celebrity rehab, and he's uh, doing really well. Now he's written a book. The author is here. It's Anna David. She's joining us as well, and uh, let's get right to it. Oh, I feel better already. Everybody else can leave. I feel much better. Drew's there. <laughs> you still, I'm, I'm fine, Drew. I'm, I've got Anna that? next to me. It's Anna. Anna Davis. You're, you're a ghost-riding you biographer. You don't want me How about leave? that? How, you How is everybody? How was your holidays? Really everybody good. Good? Yeah. good. Really good. How about you? Me too. Yeah. So, so and I just can, I got can, this big job just uh, last Monday. So we can say it. We can talk about the job. We just can't talk about the specifics, right? Right. I can't talk about anything except that it's eighteen episodes on Showtime. Right. Hey, um, yeah. David, Mr. Lynch is directing all of them, and um, Kyle McLaughlin. I can. I'm at liberty to say these following: Kyle McLaughlin's coming back, Laura Dern, Sherilyn Finn, and um, Heather Graham. And um, there's three like leading characters, and I'm I'm, I'm one of them. How and cool. we start principal photography January 15th. Oh my wow. god! You didn't know about Twin Peaks? Well, I didn't know you were a fanatic. About I'm it. a fanatic. I, about I didn't it. know it was coming back. I was a fanatic. So, I was a fanatic about it, I and look, I, I look better. I look better here. And didn't he I'm say? Where I look good. He he said you it. Look he good anyway, Tom. I, this is a, they're not recording your visual anyway. Oh. You don't have to worry, Tom. It's just the audio. Well, I don't care. So here we go. But Can you, you see were... me? Yeah, well, well kind of. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. You see me now? Yeah. yeah, there you go. So you here's are. the thing that I wanted to tell you when I saw you. This couple is now doing this thing that's really fun, which is they're having huge birthday parties for homeless kids at the mission. And so they. This couple's doing what? Bob, repeat that again. They're doing birthday parties for all the little kids who are, you know, living in the missions and living in Skid Row and homeless. And they do. Oh, yeah? They do birthday parties for the kids. No, that's cool. Is this such a great what, thing? Gladys Park? Is that, is that is that where it is? Are you, are you no, it's in out? the mission, the actual mission. They give them the rental, you know, the space to throw the birthday parties. Downtown. Where yeah, downtown. That's Tom's domain. That's how he got it together. At the mission. Most people go together. downtown to get high. Tom not, goes downtown to get off drugs. Believe it or not, that's true. That's how I got it together. I didn't. I didn't think that would be the way. It was just I fell into it. Huh. With Clancy. I went over there one day. At, I went over there one day at someone's. Be- I don't remember who even just suggested it to me. It was it me. You, it was me. <laughs> and I ended up running into. Cl- I ended up running into Clancy, and um, he said, "Want well, to come back? Why don't you come back? And whatever tomorrow or whatever." And I, I came back a couple days later, and then I just started going there every day. For a long time, and um, I that was the um, linchpin 
between Drew and and inpatient treatment to a, a more a more um, normal just going to, to the twelve step meetings with Denny Trejo, who's my sponsor, and uh, but Clancy was the bridge. Clancy's awesome. Clancy likes celebrity rehab. Oh my God! What's Clancy, that? Clancy likes celebrities. I mowed his lawn a couple <laughs> Does times. He really? I, want, I, I wanted to mow his lawn since so many people had. So I, <laughs> I, I actually asked him if I could. He won't have celebrities mow his lawn. I asked him if I could, and he said, and he, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why can't I? And he said, because you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has been. He has saved more thousands, li- yeah, of more people. lives than yeah. I can count. And I, I have uh, some really tough people have sort of uh, fumbled their way into the Pacific Group and found him. And man, oh man, oh man! You know, my first sponsor. Went I really, out, really like him. Uh, I mean, I like the, I like the guy a lot. He's had like seven lives. Yeah, he was a big personality. He was a big radio personality back in the forties. Oh, no kidding! I didn't what? know that. That's interesting. Forties or fifties? Yes, he was. He had a talk show. Huh? In the forties? Maybe fifties. No, the sixties maybe. I mean, I'm getting my he's years. 80. But he had a talk. He's eighty at least. Yeah. He's had he's had he's had a couple lives. Yeah. A couple like full lives. D- Tom, has he had more lives than you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I've only had one. I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had one life. One very exciting life. It was, I, I've had one life that's been interspersed with drug addiction, just like Bob. Yeah. Drugs are seriously, serious. Really, I didn't never really realize how serious it was. You know, when I first saw Drew in two thousand two, I still didn't take it seriously. I didn't take it seriously till like two thousand nine. To be fair, you you were taking it seriously for a few minutes, and then you painted your shoes gold or silver. Remember that. <laughs> And, we were, but, and, and Bob yeah, I and I a, were like, oh, fuck. I had a visitor throw throw an ounce of speed over the fence. Ugh. And you guys didn't know anything about it. But <laughs> no, no, we we shoes. knew. Trust me, Bob I and I. You painted your shoes, painted my shoes and you were listening and to music, and the music was talking to you. Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, uh, <laughs> I was going to paint. I was going to paint oh, Jennifer's yeah. body silver. And she, said, <laughs> she said, maybe we ought to ask, maybe we ought to ask Dr. Horosky. I said, let's not, let's not ask Dr. Horosky. Let's ask Bob. He's more likely to say yes. <laughs> this was pre-celebrity rehab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Those were the good old days, Bob. I was yeah, still young. Yeah, I was. Well, I, and we, I didn't realize the only thing I didn't Tom had that, here's how what? far you've come. The only thing I remember you had then was an old beat up Bose stereo. That was the only I remnant did. left of the old Tom Sizemore life. <laughs> it's you gone. Had a, you had the ex- really expensive I know what you're Bose about. stereo. It was, Bose, it was white. It was a Bose white stereo. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like for Steve my, Martin in the seven, shirt. For my like, seven million dollar <laughs> home, my seven million dollar home, that's all that I had preserved somehow. <laughs> But it you... meant a great deal to me, and then when I when I went to Nash House, somehow my shit got packed away, and when I was moving out, I couldn't find it. Uh-oh. And I was with, I was with. Do you remember um the the blonde haired guy Bob who had the heart problems, kind of heavy set. I'm trying he to was think. in my group. Dan, 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 a patient. Let's yeah, not patient. use any more names than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, heavy set. Yeah, 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 Dan. yeah. Okay, Dan had moved my stuff from my room. From Nash House into the storage because I went to court and then I didn't have to come back. And then I was supposed to come get my, I, I was supposed to come get my stuff and I didn't oh, come Don, get it. Donald me goes I mean Donald big, what Donald was it Donald or Dan? It was Dan. Dan he's, okay. he's a big guy, blonde hair, yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. He'd been had many runs with the police. There's like nine cops to arrest him. Really strong. Yeah. Well, anyway, he said if you don't come get your get your stuff tonight, 
they're going to move it into the storage. I said, well, Dan, will you move it? And he said, yes. And he broke the boat. So I went to get it a couple days later, and I packed it all up, and we went back to my, my loft, and I went, where's my stereo, Dan? <laughs> stereo, I knew. It was like it was his most was no stereo there, Tom. It was like, there was no stereo there. I said, Dan, there was a fucking bow stereo. Are you crazy? $1,000 stereo. You're walking around homeless stereo. with a $1,000 stereo. <laughs> <laughs> and then two years later, he, he wrote me a Christmas card, and he said, PSS, Tom, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're right. There was a stereo there, and I dropped it, and it broke. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, I hope you'll forgive me. And amends. There it is. An amends I'm letter. Still, I'm still in touch with him, yeah. Let's be fair. What? A real amends, he would have bought him a new stereo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, right. Or not dropped another person's stereo right. and lied about it. Here it is. So God, here we are. remember that Bose stereo. You do remember that Bose stereo? That's the first nice thing I bought, like, in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> like like $1,000. Yeah, it was like a million dollars to me. We came to visit him at his house, and he was in that room. We both yeah, had a Yeah, remember when, you were, when Drew and I came to the house, and you had the punching bag out on the patio? I vaguely remember that. You got pretty I mean, crazy, I, Tom Sizemore. Oh, no, no, no. I got really crazy. I think it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I know now. What about the story about... I was up there with no shirt. Listen, I vaguely remember Wait. Monroe told me that you alarmed them, and I, I something. I said, how? Why? She went, well, it's alarming when you see someone like yourself with no clothes, no shirt on, with a baseball bat, periodically hitting a heavy bag. and Sweating, um, sweating. You were talking about the, gun, the guns that you have in your bedroom, and you're profusely sweating and saying you're not getting high. Well, and then we yeah, got, it got and worse. You're, and it, you're saying you're sober. That, that alarmed, was the that best alarmed, part. That alarmed. She said, it, it alarmed. It even, it even alarmed. She, she called you, um, what did she call you again, Bob? She called you, um country a hat and the red hair. it even it, it even alarmed mr country but <laughs> but tom it, it, it got it got well, it was a one click worse which was we followed you into the bedroom because you kept locking yourself in the bathroom and you just start bellowing from in there oh! <laughs> you started making no, this wild noise and bob and i you and bob and i you did it's true because listen bob and i walked in the bedroom and that started happening and we oh, both bellowing again hang on without looking at each other we both started backing out yeah, yeah. like like oh my god and we ran out of the house. <laughs> I have no recollection. I can't recall. I think you know. You know that sound you make when you do a big Bob, long you rail. I jumped out of a I moving vehicle. Bob, Bob, I jumped out of a moving vehicle <laughs> to go to the pink dot. That's indisputable. That's on film. The pink dot. <laughs> I rolled out of. A... It's 2016. Yeah. I didn't even have a chance to like pull my, pull myself together because of the Skype shit. No, I don't have a story. I just the I remember actually. Who's who is that? Anna. Anna, do I know you? Yeah, she wrote your book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after having spent a year and a half with me, I would hope we talked a lot about you. To be fair, just, so maybe I was not. trying to think of something really insulting to say to you, and I just did. Oh, you had plenty of opportunities to, that you took to do that before. Um, Anna, all things, all things being equal. I don't know how we wrote that book because we hated each other's guts. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tom. It's news to me that we did. I, I no, had, we didn't. We, we just did. hated each other periodically. Uh, you know what? There was no hate on my part ever. Oh, you're so full of shit. I, you uh, called me up. You called me up once and said, Tom, I will never forget this. I hate Charles <laughs> and I hate you too. That is so not accurate. It, it is not. We had. We did have so... some trouble. 
Did we, did. we had some troubles. But <laughs> you it, quit. You quit biweekly. Well, let's, I, I quit once. I know, but it well, had to do with. About, let's yeah. talk about the troubles, Tom, because you and I are both known as people who don't want to get the the details in the way of a good story. Let's say. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get the truth in the. I don't want to get the truth in the way of a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. You started saying I was your drug dealer. I gave you drugs a couple of times. You gave me money. That does not make a drug dealer. Yeah, it does. I, I don't know. What <laughs> agrees with that? You came to my house and gave me drugs, and I gave you money. No, at the Viper Room, I gave you money. I gave you drugs. You asked if I had yeah, some. I asked for some drugs, and you and, said yes. Yeah, but I, I said, was really down and out, so I asked for money in return. Whereas huh. before, I just gave it away. Right. Yeah. So I'm not a drug dealer, Drew. The most numerous times. You are just a good business. Bob was a drug user who became a drug dealer by proxy. (laughs) Out of desperation. You, you, Tom, you have no many uh, idea how many. Go ahead. Then he resorted to stealing cars. (laughs) I didn't know that. That was the end of the game. The end of the game was the game. I didn't know about that. What happened? That was in the book, actually. Yeah, you just not really stealing them. Oh my god. Those words came out of your mouth, dude. Listen, I got a phone call. I got a phone call. I got everybody got a phone call that morning, Bob, not to bail you out of jail. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And I was and I was a peripheral figure in, with those guys at that point. I was on the periphery. I was calling. But I was called I too by. I don't remember who it was. dollars. It, it was either JD or somebody like that. Yeah. And they said, regardless of what Bob says or does, do not bail him out of jail. So who bailed you out? No, he got. He, he nobody, nobody did. That's that why nobody. I'm alive today. Yep. Yeah, that's why he's alive. Good that's job. You Tom. met that guy in the jail system that was sort of the forty pro- mil, the proxy attorney. Forty mil. Yeah, crazy. That's a guy. Was, you met a lot working, of guys in then jail. Bob was didn't working you? at. He was working at Millie's, uh, the 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 the, yeah. the, the restaurant the breakfast yeah, place. Yeah. And I went there to eat one morning with I forget who, but John Frashanti was sitting in there, uh. and he went, "Hey Tom, come here, look at Bob." <laughs> and I didn't know. What he, and I didn't even know you worked there. I went, "Look at Bob, Bob." Who was it? Our Bobby, and you were back there doing dishes. It makes it made John sad to see me doing. It that. was so it made me sad. <laughs> I said, I said, John, we should we should pay him however much money he makes to work here. We should double it for him to quit. <laughs> you know what saved his life? Yeah. You yeah, know what John just, said? What? You can pay him to quit. I'm not gonna. <laughs> IRS, IRS. But um, the idea was that what happened in the 80s and 90s in Hollywood. Nobody's really quite sure. That's what wasted. I believe. It's all, you you're Bob? wasted, and people are, you know, coming in and out, and famous fleeting. Yeah, and there's all this kind of weird stuff, and I see it now with social media. People can stay famous for decades. Uh. It used to be like you had one movie, you did good. You had another movie, or you had an album, and it did good, and then you, they just disappeared off the face of the earth. But nowadays, like people stay famous just off the social media and the weird world of celebrity. But I would say more people get famous and more people leave fame today. Yeah, than, yeah. Um, but I do think the um, what made what made doing the book interesting. Going back to not letting the truth get in the way of a good yeah. story. What what made doing the, the book's book- all true, Anna? <laughs> no, no, I, I know that because you were the, the- best storyteller I have. ever 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 been around and i've said i've told you this you talk my best stories probably weren't true though that was the problem (laughs) that was the problem you are such a convincing storyteller okay so i want to set the record straight tom yes or no you played college football i played high school football i I, I could have i could have but i didn't i didn't didn't. okay 
Yes or but no? But I said I did. <laughs> yes or no? You did Shakespeare in the Park? Oh yes. Yes. Well, okay. Stop. Stop. He used to. He when after he came off meth this last time at Celebrity Rehab, he had some memory difficulties, which is common when you come off meth. Remember this time? I had what? Memory what? problem. Remember you had the memory problems when you came off meth and you oh couldn't concentrate. God. Yeah, I couldn't remember anything. Yeah, that and was he, terrible. it flipped him it out. Went on he, for like two months. Yeah, he thought, I know. I, I I couldn't reassure you. I kept trying to tell you it's going to get better. And he he'd start quoting Iago. He do all the Iago speeches. He just go look. That Cassio loves her. I do well believe it. That she loves him. Tis apt and of great credit. The more, how be it that I endure him not. That was the only thing I could remember. That and so that the survived second. the meth abuse. Yes, <laughs> that, yes. That so that that. Pro- that provided me with a hope. Because Drew, I said my my brain, my inside of my head feels like a dirt road, mm. a dry dirt road, mm. and um, I I'm scared. I that I've hurt myself because you can hurt yourself with meth. Yeah. Well, and Drew sure. said you've not hurt. He said I know. He said you have to trust me. You've not hurt yourself because he probably thought that I would think if I've hurt myself, well, fuck it. I might as well have already done it. I might as well leave. So, so you figured and I was lying. You figured I was lying to you. Is that? <laughs> What's that? You, you figured, figured I was, you were lying. He was lying to you to make you feel better. <laughs> No. Okay. I didn't you believe it. No. But yeah. it just took a, quite some okay, time so for me yes to Yes or no, Corcoran Prison. Yes or no. What's that? What prison were you in? What prison was I in? Yeah. Corcoran? Okay, I went to. No, that was, Downey was in Corcoran. I went to Delano Reception. I, then I went to, to Chino Prison to do oh my, my prison God. time. You ever, okay, hang on. Chino hang on. Hang on. Then I went to Chino. Hang on. And I was in Chino. And the actor who was in um, Prison Break. That guy who had the car accident and the, the kid died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was he was there already, so the warden um, wanted didn't want all these these two actors here, and he had me up to his office one day and um, asked if I was averse to transferring prisons, and I said, well, I'm not, they're all kind of the same, aren't they? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm fine. Transferring prisons will make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> what a people pleaser. <laughs> Did you tell you, you were about to tell a story? Did you tell it yet? Well, wh- my... Well, then, I was trans- then I was transferred to what is called Pleasant, Pleasant Valley State Prison huh. in Coalinga, California. And it's not pleasant, and it's not in a valley. <laughs> that's, what <it's, laughs> that's what it's called. Well, and the great thing about this is this, this is all accurate in the book. My favorite of the Tomisms was you had the best story I've ever heard about dating this woman from a 90s soap. And and then I remember Saving what a woman from a '90s soap, and I and I remember I saved her. No, no the you dated '90s her. soap. You dated an actress, oh. and I remember oh. thinking it was the greatest story I'd ever heard. And I ran it by your dad, and he goes, "Oh no, that was just a woman with the same name." <laughs> and I go back to you, and you're like, "Oh, I thought you knew that I was pulling your leg." D- it's well, my wife was on the soap. Different, different, different woman. Um, Who was it? No, we can't say. Well, it wasn't even true. It, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. But how do you was, know it wasn't true? Because <laughs> your your dad told me, and then I oh. <laughs> and then I went back to you, and you said, "Oh, well, I thought you knew it wasn't true." So, um, I was, I was, I, I probably didn't think that you knew it was. Just I, knew, I probably knew I was lying to you. Yeah. You 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 probably did, but uh, but you did it better <laughs> than anybody I, I've ever been around. I really never thought the book was going to come out, Anna. I never thought we were going to finish it at a certain point. I didn't think we were going to. I didn't think it was ever going to f- be finished, and I didn't. 
I, I, I wasn't forthright with you until the, the last part of the book. Oh, God. Net, let's not get sued now. Um, but no. You did a very good job with the, the book. The book get, is amazing. I, I would like to do the book now over again because I would be completely forthright from, from the beginning and it would be a much better book. Well, the thing that was what I learned to we do. Did, I, didn't, I didn't talk a lot about, about me, about what was. Oh, I, you, I thought that I, you did. No, but on honestly talk about me well but what i would do tom is i would go and i would fact check by you know calling um i remember scott calling, scott like, like silver my, call, and um and you know i talked to scott, i talked to scott last week you did mm-hmm. um and, he's a liar too <laughs> <laughs> well let's hope let's hope everything was accurate uh it's not they fact checked it well, yeah Here's the thing I want to say. So David so, Vigliano and I are friendly. But let, let me tell you this. This is this is what I think. Because Bob, why do you have two microphones? Why do you have two I'm microphones? I'm talking into the end of the phone. Oh, the other one. Oh. No, this oh, is okay. it. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I yeah. hear you well. Okay, so they want you to talk about not your life so much, but the celebrities you know. Who wants that? Editors, book yeah. publishers, the people in charge, man. Yeah, but you really can't talk I, about it before. I went a through that. Myself is like there's a lot of interesting stuff in my life that doesn't have anything to do with Johnny Depp. Yeah. But all they no, really the, want to like hear what? is Johnny Depp, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All biographies are bullshit. Yeah. Well, I will say to I, that they ironically did not, enough, they didn't, ironically enough, Bob, you're just as interesting or more interesting than, than those fellows. They just happen to be very famous. Yeah, but why the the publishing industry is based around that? You you know that. Well, world. with Tom, they really didn't care about that, and I think that's because. His life story is was so crazy. And, and Tom is already lofty enough. Wasn't yeah. that crazy? What's oh, so crazy about my life? <laughs> I was a very successful actor. I got addicted to drugs and I went nuts. <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, but he's he's right. Yeah, that's not that he, he is absolutely right. That's Tom. That's exactly right. That's how I look at things too. It's like. Why the why? Yeah, you got, he, he followed got, the normal path. No, but he got sick and he, he got crazy, and now he's better. It's like that's the story. I, but it's I say it's dick- dramatic. It's dramatic, and and so that was a good thing that they didn't care about who you knew, um, and, and that story of you know you had a very famous guy do your first intervention, so that was well, he odd. did. That's oh, a great story. That was true. Yeah, I, yeah. I, tell, tell you know the story. He, he did more than one. He did a couple. Yeah, I like the one where you jumped in the car trying to run away from him. I said I needed a Walkman, and he said, "No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You need to come. You need to come check in, and we'll get a Walkman later." And I said, "No, Bob, I need a Walkman now." And he said, "Oh, stop it!" And I said, "No, I'm going to get a Walkman, and I'm going to get it now." And the car was rolling to a stop, and I opened the door and I rolled out. <laughs> you need that. You need music. It's going like two miles an hour. Common music goes synonymous. We got to take a quick break. Be right back. I'd like to introduce you all to our latest sponsor. It is the Rocky Mountain Treatment Center there in Montana. And if you've been listening to anything that Bob and I have been talking about over the years, you know that we're very particular about an addiction treatment. We don't uh, take recommendations lightly, so we've looked into these guys pretty carefully. And the Rocky Mountain Treatment Center happens to be one uh, I am able to recommend, and I'm happy to do so. They focus on individualized treatment of the patients, uh, including their entire well-being based on a biopsychosocial model. That's what Bob and I have done for years and years. Uh, they don't just look at addiction. They look at the psychiatric issues, the psychological issues, the trauma issues, all aspects of the physical and mental health. And of course, you've uh, heard me stress the importance of this uh, for long-term success. There's staying sober, but there's what I call real recovery, which is dealing with all the 
risk factors that set people up for bad addiction. They're in Great Falls, Montana. It's a 26-bed facility surrounded by amazing Montana landscape. Patients can have a range of recreational therapies, including equine therapy. For more information on Rocky Mountain Treatment Center, click on their banner on the thislifepodcast.com website or at drdrew.com or visit their site at rocky.rehab. That is simply R-O-C-K-Y dot rehab. It's all we're all back, Tom. So wait, was what this the one you were you were filming uh, in New York City? Is this the one you're talking about? You're in you're in Manhattan, and uh, I'm blank the name on uh, uh, Robert De Niro. De Niro, De Niro, yeah, De Niro cornered you in your in your trailer, and he was going to take you to treatment at the end of the day, and you dove in a car and drove off. Do you remember this? That's story? all true. It's all, all, all true. Do you remember this? Did he tell you the story when you the, were in the book? The story that I remember was the one about, I think, shooting Unlike. heat, and it all happened in L.A. Oh, yeah, sorry. it happened in L.A. And, and... Uh, we were on the set. This is what happened. The last day of my, I had agreed two days prior, my psychiatrist was Dr. David Scott May, and I went to my session, and when I went to my session, he said, excuse me, Tom, there's, I, I have to, I have to do, do something very quickly, and he left, the, left the, his office, and he walked back in with Bob De Niro, my mother, my brother, and that was it. And then we all talked. It was kind of shocking, but they, we made an agreement that I was going to wrap the movie in three or four days and that I would, I agreed then to go to Sierra Tucson Treatment Center. Oh, nice so, treatment center. Nice. So so that that was the agreement. So the day came to, like three days later, I was doing my last, my last day of work, which wasn't, oddly enough, when I was shot by Pacino. And I had this thing on my head that was where the bullet went in there, the, 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 you know, they, the thing they build for your, for, for, they build a forehead that they can blow a squib out of. So we did it and we got it. So Bob said, go, go to makeup and get that off. We're going to, De Niro wasn't working. He came there to take me. And on the way to makeup, I had told my assistant at the time, Glenn, to pull my Mustang over to just <laughs> idle right here. And on the way to makeup, I'm walking with Michael Waxman, the first AD. And I said, Michael, I'm going to go. And he said, no, you're not going anywhere, man. We're going over here. And I went, really? And I just said, boom. I just took off running. And I ran. And I dove. I had to dive. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe seven feet. And I ended up in the, hit the, the top down, thankfully. I told him that, and I dove, dove into the back seat. And I, like I was John Dillinger, I thought. And I drove to, I drove to the, the Lowe's Hotel. And I checked in there. And then I thought that was too, too obvious a place. And then I went to Shutter's. And I was in shutters, and then I, the, they found me. <laughs> they, they found me a, a couple of days later, That's and what you I, called I had to go. not ready for treatment. <laughs> not ready yet. <laughs> no, not ready. I wasn't really ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> but God bless uh, De Niro for trying. I mean, I, I, he had all the right ideas. You know, it's... when I opened the door up, and when I opened the door up, and I had ordered some food, right? And then I, they knocked on the door, and I opened the door up, and it was him. <laughs> I closed it, and I. <laughs> I locked the door. <laughs> yeah, if, and I, if only I, it had been like 15 years later. And I, His and timing I was off. I went to the bathroom and I, that, called, I called him and said... But that I, wasn't said, even meth, right? That was heroin and coke back then? Oh, stop it, Bob. You're going to make me sound like a complete dope fiend. That was heroin <laughs> and coke. That was heroin and coke. <laughs> I told you. Is that what you just said? Yeah. 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 So, Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, heroin and coke. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually got, I got sober then, and I stayed sober from '95 to '97. I re- relapsed and I got clean again, 
and I was clean and not blaming anybody, but until I met Heidi mm. and, um, against her better judgment, she said, she took this drug out in my house. We were just starting seeing each other. And, um, I said, what's that? And she said, it's, um, it's trailer park dope. I said, what, what is it? That, that meth stuff? And she said, yeah. And I said, let me have some of it. And she said, well, aren't you clean? And I was, and I was getting ready to go do Black Hawk Down in a few days. And I thought I can do a couple, I, I can do, I'm leaving. And I did a couple of lines and, um, I liked it and I went away to do the movie and then I had a break of like two and a half weeks and I came back from Morocco to LA and during those two and a half weeks was when I, I got addicted to it. A love I took it affair back. that would last for many years. You mean with Heidi or? No, no with math. 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 You know, Lemmy just died. You ever, you ever have any run-ins with Lemmy? You, with Lemmy? Lemmy from Motorhead. No. He was into so. math. He just died. He just passed no. away. I didn't really hang. I didn't. I didn't really ever hang around people that did drugs except for you. <laughs> and Tom, Tom, let me tell you something. You. Tom, one of the weirdest <laughs> things. The weirdest thing of working with Bob is literally we'll be working with somebody for a couple years and he'll go, "Oh yeah, that guy. I used to run with him. We just slammed drug together." I'm like what? I thought, <laughs> what? How did you tell me that five Bob minutes in? Bob, Bob probably doesn't remember this, but he took me to John Frusciante's house one night. We took a couple people over there, and I was one of them, and um. John was, Bob was talking to John about sketching. John had sketched somebody who was in a bathtub. And was it you, Bob, that he was sketching? <laughs> no, I was in the living room. But yeah. I was, what? I, I was in the living, oh, I was in the living room and he thought I was dead and I wasn't dead. So he sketched a picture of yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, Oh my God. <laughs> he thought Bob was dead and he thought he'd, he'd sketch him before he called 911. <laughs> oh my God. There was no calling 911 up there. Oh my God. There was no is, that the house, is that the house you burned down with him? He did. He did. John did. I didn't. His house burned down shortly thereafter. That's yeah, Bob's was, fault, I mean, too. No, it wasn't. He was surprised <laughs> I wasn't in the house. <laughs> That's right. Tell that. Yeah. That, but the thing is, like, I have a lust for life, and all the people that we're talking about have a lust for so life. And and we ran together, and, and it was a fun, crazy, dangerous, scary, you know, and looking back fucked on up. it. Fucked up. It was fucked up, and then we all ended up sober. Or dead. Or dead. Yeah. That's the miracle. We didn't all end up sober, but the, most of us did. Most did. There's those a few that, that are still that, going. Those, but that most... did, those, that, those that didn't are dead or are, are still using. I don't know that anybody that's really using And I know Drew group. would think it's weird that Heidi would bring out dope around a sober person. And, no, and that know. used to happen a lot. I know. And, you, and, are you being uh, facetious that he would no. think that was weird? Yeah, that so the people that sober people would hang out with people doing drugs. The Viper Room had half sober people and half high yep. out of their minds. That's people. Los Angeles. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah. Hollywood. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Sal that ran the Viper Room even, was sober for in, decades. Even in two thousand, Bob, there, there was a lot of ignorance, like with me, for instance, and Heidi, about what how dangerous these drugs were. You know, yeah, that's true. I, I don't. That's I don't true. think there. Were, I didn't appreciate how dangerous they were until much, much later. Like in 2009. And then you were, when you're into it, you don't want to hear it either. You know, you're, you're, yeah, you can't you, hear it. I mean, I had fun for a while, and then I, of course, didn't have any fun. And then after I was completely fucked up from it, and I tried to stop on my own, and I, it was hopeless. I couldn't each, stop. Each drug has its own uh, negative kind of th connotations. Oh, oh, but yeah. when you survive or you sort of uh, make it past heroin, yeah. And you're kind of functioning still in your 30. You start to think all other drugs aren't 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 like that. And each one of them has their own destructive things. Alcohol and pot being the new ones. Yeah. 
a lot of people that turn away from heroin and then get on alcohol and pot and think it's harmless or nothing. Or get on up. just other opiates. Uh, or how about benzos, blah, 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 doctors give them stuff. But, but Tom, I'm just speaking of doctors giving stuff. I'm just flashing on when we first got you. Over well, you, were, you were on 11 meds when we first d- dealt with you. You were, I think you were oh, on 11 and meds. And we found balloons of heroin stashed. On no, every... regular psych meds too, though. Yeah, I from know. From the doctor. Yeah. But, but when, when we, at PRC, when we got you to Passing Recovery Center first time. Oh, I had like a like like two thousand dollars of drugs on my on my ankle. Yeah, and some of them ended up in trash cans and all oh, over the place. Oh, that was on the show. Yeah, and, but here's what I remember. Well, you, Drew, Drew, you crossed me up with that Ativan shot. You gave me that Ativan shot, and I was trying to I, I was trying to hide my drugs in the bathroom. I gave him I, I gave him enough to put down a large elephant because I had to get him to stop. <laughs> and I and I was like, Tom, come here, and boom. And he, it wasn't and, very nice of you, Drew. And he, he was really, pushing really through it. Me. You kept pushing through it. Like, because of the meth? I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, this man should be unconscious. i got to get him to stop. <laughs> he couldn't knock me. He could not knock me down. He tried to knock me down. And remember he kept wanting to leave the he ground and stuff? around. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to bolt. This is terrible. He needs to, like, land. And he was psychotic. And it was just, oh, my God. It was but terrible. It I'm so glad that's. I'm glad. So glad that fucking bullshit's over with. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next morning when I woke up, I, I when I woke up like not the next morning, four days later, I went to that bathroom, and all what? the drugs were gone. So I went to Shirley. Shirley. Shelley. I mean Shelley. Yeah. Oh, Shelley. Shelley. I think I went to Shelley. Yeah. I left. I left some things in the bathroom, and she said, "Your heroin and speed. No, it's gone." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember. And that. I said, "Well, that wasn't anyone's to throw out." <laughs> <laughs> It was mine. So someone you bought that. You bought that. Uh-huh. Oh Considering they how, take away mouthwash I, and rehab, I'm getting anxiety just having this conversation. I <laughs> PTSD. Tell you. Well, Drew, Drew, do yeah. you know what the, the turn? One of the turning points though was like I was like day six or seven. You came into my room and you said, you know, Tom, I know you're not feeling well, obviously, but you're gonna have to get up eventually and take a shower and more importantly, come to group. So why don't we do that today? And I looked at you, and I know how kind of person you are, really, Drew. And I and and I and you said you can do it, and I did it. And then that was really truly the first time I did something I didn't want to do. That um, that's good. I think you told me that to, was it. I think you told me to fuck off, but in a good nature. No, way. I never in told you. I never said fuck <laughs> off to you, Drew. Never. That's right. You're right. I said fuck off to everybody else <laughs> on earth. But you're you. right. I it's never, true. It's true. I never really. I don't remember any anything like that coming from you. So I appreciate that. Never. I treated yeah. you always with absolute respect. Yeah. I, oh, I, hey, speaking I of respect, you. how's your mom? How's Judy? Oh, she's good. Everybody, everybody's good that I'm sober. Oh, then she must. Okay, do. let's get back to. We're back to the fact checking. How are you <laughs> related to the Sizemores of baseball? Ted Sizemore is my dad's first cousin. Okay, that's so my father's that's my father's sister's son. Okay, and my second cousin, and his Jerry kids, Sizemore. Yeah, his kids are the are the Sizemores. Grady Sizemore. Grady Sizemore is a relative of mine. I don't know which way. I don't know, he's a third or fourth cousin. God, that's so funny. There's so many facts but, about Tom that are Ted, so interesting. But Ted, Drew. Ted Ted grew up in Detroit. Ted grew up in Detroit and went to Western High School, where my dad went. He went to the University of Michigan, where he was an All American catcher, and he was the first round pick by the Dodgers, and he was Rookie of the Year as a second baseman, and then they traded him to the Cardinals. See, but he was, a, he was he, he was he was part of our family. He, I yes, and we're gonna we're gonna assume that Tom is is like this is like a truth serum was injected like the way Adavan was. So everything now is true. What's everything that? now is true. 
We're going to well, yeah, stick to the fact. I'm, I'm not all fucked up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, this is, where, this is where the diagnosis gets hard with you. You are what, such a great actor, Thomas. You are such a what? great actor that yeah. I've, I've always thought sometimes you don't know whether it's real life or acting. Oh, that's bullshit. Do you know when you're acting? Well, I'm acting like right now that you didn't ask me this is such a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the difference. Uh, not like crazy mentally ill, but you you really don't you don't think you confuse what real life is and what what? No, I think I think you're what you're messing. What you're I think getting. I I if I confuse, Here, no, you I don't. Ask the I think what happens I don't is confuse. No, I, I think Tom. What happens it. when you're really not well? You start lying so much that you can't tell what the hell's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's, that's what starts true. happening. And I then it all becomes. Yeah, he may, he may use acting to sustain his lies, but you don't. As a, as a an sober person watching it, it's like, what's going on? Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How and do you, you be you know, such a good actor? Like that, How you do start, you get start what fabricating things? It's just they just all kind of get on top. Of, you have to keep lying to lie. So here's the thing. There are actors, like, there's a lot of actors, but there's only a few masters. And I think it's, how do you, what makes an actor? What makes a great actor? Because you are a great actor. Is it all, um, is it all God given with hard work? Or is it, is, is, are there ways to get there? Because I think well, it's because I, I, you're, I, I think I, it's a byproduct of how fucked up you are. I think, what? I, I think, I think how, what? I think how, tortured you are is a part of why you're such a great actor that you can access that deep deep unfortunately unfortunately i think with with me i think it's all individual with me i think that's unfortunately true well but but i why would you say unfortunately it's it's a it's a it's an had an unfortunate history but it you're turning it into a gift yeah well well i think that i i know i did this i i i i think i the drugs i thought made me more interesting and made my emotions more accessible to me when in point of fact they didn't, but I, I thought that they did mm. and um, they ended up torturing me and I, I thought it made me more interesting. I don't know why. I, there you go. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. Hang on. My uh, phone died. That He's is Tom fucking Sizemore, baby. <laughs> I just got to plug it in. I look, it, 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 it I, I'm still amazed it, we managed to make it work. The energy, yeah. the yeah. energy, this, it's just so off. For anybody listening, we had Skype issues. Sorry, so he's guys. on a phone while we're using Skype at the same time, and it's his phone just died. And But Tom very kindly made himself accessible for this program today, which was fun. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, are we all set? Yeah. Well, we're good. Can you hear me? Yep. You hear us, Tom? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I, so. I think that, um, I think that great actors... Um, are, I think you have to be born with some kind of quality of, I don't know what it is, that you want to be an actor, number one. Um, but I don't think you can make a, I don't think you can, I don't think you can be a great actor. I just don't think you can be a great actor unless you some kind of, you have some type of gift from the beginning. Yeah. And of course, a desire to be one too. I mean, but. But my idea is the Like gift Robert Downey Jr. Gift. is like the, one of the most gifted people I've ever met. And, um, um, I know other actors that are good actors, but they don't have the gifts that like Robert has or certain actors that I worked with coming up that, that they just seem to be just gifted, you know? But it my does thing seem Robert, like trauma. Being... But my thing is yeah. about trauma. When you look at trauma? the greatest trauma, the greatest musician songwriters in the world are traumatized people. John Lennon, Kurt Cobain, 
You know what I mean? Well, yeah. People that lived through the world, the, all the Rolling Stones and Beatles lived while bombs were dropping off when they were children all yep. over England. Yeah. Trauma has something to do with expression that has something to do with art. And you were a deep, deep trauma survivor and you were a deep, deep actor, Tom Sizemore. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, um, what I, is, I do what, think. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think Kurt's trauma for? Kurt Cobain? Yeah, I mean, Kurt didn't have bombs dropping at him. Oh, but he had all kinds. Abandonment, living under a bridge, you know. He had abuse Hideous stuff. I think think Kurt was abused as a kid. Yeah, Yeah, that's right, for sure. All of it, all of it. Emotionally abused. John Lennon's sister was his mother. (laughs) What? Wendy? You didn't know that? Are you going to get confused with Chinatown? Julia, Julia. You didn't know that? He was raised by his Auntie Mimi, and he didn't know that, that... Julia, her sister, was his mother. Just like you, yep. Bob's Bob Forrest story. Yeah, I will. I will say, I you know, dramatic actors. I know very few personally that aren't kind of tortured. Hmm. Yeah, that aren't good. In well, terms I'm saying of it's in all the accessibility, I'm of saying that. it's in all the D part. I'm not saying you can't be a good, happy guy and have home improvement. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I'm talking about it. Deep it, shit. it does seem that a lot of our great, our greater, our greater artists have had traumatic lives. Mm. Char- from Charlie fact. Chaplin, you know the Charlie oh. Chaplin story. When you talk about Downey playing Charlie Chaplin, there's trauma on top of trauma. There's a trauma survivor Listen. playing a trauma survivor. Trauma square. Let me let me give you a little Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci story. He was raised in this terrible household. I forget his aunt's uncle, and they had an older kid there who was apparently was? Leonardo da Vinci, and he had there's an older kid there, like ten years older, who uh, was like a really like a psychopath. He ended up acting out, violent, dying young and stuff, and uh, he kept having some feelings that the child used to abuse him. And then he goes, and then I had a dream about a crow putting his tail into my mouth. And I thought, oh, boy. Yeah, guess what? The tail of a crow in your <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Now, that didn't happen to us, Tom, but it's good to talk to you and good to see you. And I love you. And thanks for doing this. Yeah, I really appreciate what, it, Tom. We're done? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. done, man. We'll That's see you all soon. All right, you guys. All right, Tom, I love, thanks. I love all you. I love all you. A whole lot. Miss you. Happy holidays. Okay. Happy holidays. The great Tom Sizemore people, and, people get and peace in the valley. It, it was it, it was interesting. I will say that um, it's important to different. get to get his number since it changed. I think it changed n- nine or ten times during the time we were doing the book, and I, yeah. I never asked why. You just always call Charles. That, I yeah, think, I think there or was still, a, as we would say, a problem in the spirit at that point. That was largely better. He's gotten yeah. way better, yeah. man. You can yeah. just tell. I've been yeah. saying it for a long time. Nobody listens to me. No, I'm with you. I, right. no, I listen. I, I, this I is Tom. this life. But I, hope, but I hope everybody gets the same sense of affection that, that he generates in us. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that he he is one of the more affectionate, sweet, you know, a certain percentage of the time, the sweetest, smartest, most affectionate, most generous person I have ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's not. It's not a hundred percent of the time. But, oh, who um, is? Yeah, he has outbursts. Yeah, he does. I bet they're less now. So the book is called "By Some Miracle I Made It Out of out there. there." You can get it at doctor.com. I also did an interview with Tom Sizemore at the Doctor Podcast, in, in podcast number seventy-five. If you go to doctor.com, and reminder that today's program is courtesy of Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. And, I'm going to uh, go there. Yes, go check it all out and there. investigate it very carefully. So we will have an intimate understanding of. Their services and uh, Bob will report back. This life, ladies and gentlemen, right. good night. See you next time. Oh, heaven and cocaine and cocaine. 
I love them both, yeah.